What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, folks, it's, it's happened again. I don't know how this keeps happening. Every time we book a big guest on this show, uh, Ben somehow gets stuck in just the worst Los Angeles traffic we've ever seen. Uh, I know he's going to be really bummed that he missed this one, but with everything going on, we we had to proceed with the interview. He's only got a little bit of time. Today, we have a friend of the show back on. Liver King is here to do to discuss the recent controversy. Uh, let's bring him out here. Liver King, could you come on out? Liver King here. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. It's really good to see you. Thanks for coming back. I see you've been hitting the gym. <laughs> oh, you know, always. You look good. Always. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You look. Oh, we made a little fart sound with our hands. <laughs> we did make a that little bit of primal. a fart there. It, that that's primal when you make your hands fart. Oh, all kinds of any kind of human sound, like when you have sex with your wife, sure. and your chest bump, and it makes a fart sound. That's primal. That's primal. So. Now, thank you for having me. You, hey, thanks a, for coming. I know it's a sensitive, uh, sensitive time for you. Yeah, it is a very sensitive time. And I got to uh, say, I respect you. Not a lot of people would hi- be hiding right now, right? Sure. So, Liver King doesn't hide. Uh, Liver King confronts. He faces, confronts. He faces his problems. Yes. So, so recently there's been some leaked emails. Uh, yes. Because your big thing has been that Liver King is all natty. Yes. Right. Correct. But some leaked emails have come out that you you might be spending up to $10,000 a month on steroids. Listen. Email, okay, I'm listening. Email. Uh, no, I'm Emil. Emil. Yeah. Pardon your me. emails got leaked. <laughs> I have to correct you. It was actually $12,000 a month okay. that I was using uh, all kinds of different hormones and listen. So you're spending even more money. Even more money. Oh. Yes. I figured that the best thing to do is just get out in front of this thing and own it and apologize oh, and move great. on and say that I'm sorry to everyone because I definitely, Liver King, Liver King made a mistake. Wow. I have a lot of liver remorse <laughs> and it hurt my liver heart. Yeah. And my liver, liver. Sure. To have upset so many of my fans. And if it's okay with you, I actually, I thought that it would be appropriate for me to put these complex emotions into the form of a poem. I love that. It's more than okay with me. May I read it? Please. I'm going to need my glasses because even though our ancestors didn't use eyewear, (laughs) there are benefits of modern technology that enable me to well, you know, do things like read emails. <laughs> sure. So so you're no longer going natty on the eyes. No. Listen, this is a whole rebranding for me, but anywho. You look good in the glasses. Thank you. So the title of this poem is Liver Sorry. <clears throat> Roses are red. Liver is king. Okay. But it looks like it's time to tell you something. I was a big liar. My pants were on fire. My muscles were huge because of the steroids I used. (laughs) Yes, my bank account grew bigger as my balls shrunk in size. But there is no steroid to take back the lies. I let down my family, my friends, and of course, Chef Lionel. I guess that all along, it was me who subprimal. Inside this liver man... It's just a little liver boy standing in front of a boy 
asking him to love her. Is, was that last part Notting Hill? I, I must have been watching it last night, and as I was falling asleep, finishing the poem, okay. I think I took Julie Roberts's line okay. and added it as the final stanza. Okay. Well, was, everything else was great. Thank you. I just think for an apology poem, you want to keep it original because you are, you know. That's true. Well, listen, so I, I know I've got to get out of here soon, but because in light of this new controversy, obviously my credibility has been in the shitter and I can no longer sell my Liver King pills sure. and beef liver products. So I so actually- No more supplements. No more supplements. But I do, oh. because I am an entrepreneur I'm and I am pivot. primal, I am pivoting and I am going back to my roots. You may not guess it just from looking at me, but I'm a big candy guy. I, I love candy so much. And I thought, why not combine the things that I love most in this world, protein and candy? Okay. So I'm coming out with Liver King Protein Branded Gummy Worms. I love that. Do you, And you have them here? Liver King, Liver King <laughs> Branded Gummy Worms. Wow. There you go. And so These are made with real uh, cow liver. And they're packed with protein. They're jam-packed with protein, gelatin, and a little bit of sugar. Are you now the sweet. candy king? I am the worm king. The wor worm king. Yes, that is, that's my new moniker. <laughs> I am the worm king. I love that. Yeah. So can go we ahead, take a, take a bite. Let me know how you feel. You go first. No, I can't. <laughs> it's, they're for, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried that my beard hair is going to get in my mouth. Sure, sure. <laughs> 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 so anyway you go i i hear liver wife calling me i better go <laughs> okay i'll so, eat them well uh, yeah you these are for you oh thank free product you. you can go to uh what was it worm king worm, worm king dot com slash liver and get yourself some some worms worms <laughs> some protein worms worm king out <laughs> Monkey at the beat, man. Kramer, when I get done with you. Yeah. Fill me up, Arrow. Bitcoin solves this. Bitcoin 100,000. <laughs> ben, you're never going to believe who was just here. I'm going to not what? You're never going to believe who was just here. I know who was just here. I saw him in the parking lot. Oh, you saw him? Yeah, he he said that uh, he gave me some gummies. D he left us a bunch. Oh, man, they were delicious. I had, oh, I had my fill, so yeah. I can't have any of these, yeah. but uh, wow. Good, well. You He's might... a really nice guy. Yeah? He yeah. seems nice. He seems uh, more emotional than I would have imagined. Yeah. I, I think it's because he's no longer on oh, the, the hormones. Oh, his body's going through. Yeah, he's trying to, he, he's going through, as David Bowie would say, ch 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 ch, -ch changes He's right. turning and facing the strange, tell you that. Nice. Uh, yeah, a lot more emotional than I would have thought, but nice guy. Honestly, quite the poet. Yeah. Hey, everybody, check out the disclaimer in the description box. You know how to do it, Steve Slutz. So, sorry I'm late. Oh, it's okay. Jesus, God. I, uh, you know, and I'm kind of glad it was just one of us. I, it, it felt like he really had the space to to breathe and get his apology out and everything. And I'm glad yeah. we could be the platform he could get that out on. How did he look? Jacked. Yeah. Um. Like. I mean, good. He, good for him. He, if he's natural now, I mean, it's it's really amazing body. Yeah. Yeah. Did he look tan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those sunshine walks he must be still doing because it's uh, <clears throat> yeah, tan. Okay. Really, cool. really good. Did his shoulders look good? Everything about him. Yeah. Uh huh. His pecs looked all right. Huge, honestly. Okay. Very like, like, but not too big and still tone. Yeah. Which was nice. You could tell that he's been going to the gym and eating well. What I mean, 100%. yeah. Percent. It's like he only eats the worms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is the worm king. Well, here we are, everybody. Oh, one more update. We had so much fun going live. Mm -hmm. We're doing it again. We are doing it live. And we fixed all the problems, all right? 
We're we're tired of your fucking bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Everybody gaslighting us, saying that the <laughs> audio was bad. It wasn't bad. I think it was just on your end. <laughs> no, there was a little bit of a problem, but we fixed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. So it's gonna be really fun. We're gonna have the date for you just as soon as we figure it out. Yes. Um, we are also still on the hunt to the the fifty thousand subscriber count. It's gonna come down to the wire. We might have to do a. Oh, today is December first. Yeah, what about it? 30 more days. 30 more days. There's so 30 more days. You got just enough time to, I don't know, tell people or whatever the fuck you want to do. I, I, I don't more, know how any of this works. Create more YouTube, create more YouTube accounts. accounts. But also, buh, we might have a subscriber, f- what do they call that? A, a race? A subscriber-a-thon. <clears throat> a subscribe-a-thon? Sus- subscribe-a-thon. Yeah, what do they call it? Subathon. 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 Thank you, Lucas. Subathon was, uh, that's what we call the um, the kink meetup I go to with uh, in San Francisco. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> the subathon. Hey, also, if you still want merch, head over to the store. They're, the pink shirts with the notes are coming soon to you pink shirt buyers. Post yours when you get it. Share the love. And oh, no, no, no. Yeah, post the note you get. Yeah, post the note. Me yes. and Ben, it took us about um, 16 hours to oh, write. Yeah. Uh, we weren't allowed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't feed us. Also, to the Bencel army, I see you. I oh, salute yeah. you. But what I have you? bad news. What? For the Bencels. I, your leader, your fearless leader, will no longer be wearing glasses after this week. This is the final show of me wearing glasses as oh. I am getting LASIK eye, laser eye surgery. For for those of you who don't know, um, we were talking about Ben Heads and Emil Heads last week. And yes. The Ben Heads have, have taken to them... To calling themselves Ben Cells. Did they or did you name them that? I didn't do it. You didn't? They Go to the comments in the- uh, We don't need to. I believe they, you. They okay. were People were like posting the salute emoji and like proud Ben Cell. Okay. All right. One guy wrote, I'm a proud Ben head. And then in parentheses, I've never had a girlfriend. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that's supposed to- I don't, I don't know what that either. has to do with me, buddy. <laughs> I've had a girlfriend. It is funny because we've been talking about doing a live show, not a live stream, a live in-person show. And right. um, now it kind of makes me- um, Going to be like the bride and groom side. There's going to be a bunch of hot women and then a bunch of guys who look like just me. Just nervous guys in glasses? Yeah. Oh, babu. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh, I don't know if we could put those two groups of- together sure we could it, it, it'll be like oil and water but with oil and water even if if you mix it around enough eventually you got it it forces it to yeah to mix together also i've been getting so many messages you guys keep asking me and i keep giving you the same answer and i'm sorry i'm sorry it's not my fault but the treehouse is about to go live it's almost there it's gonna be great so that's it and my program is live, the one where we talk about being kind of jacked and, that kind, do and like vegetarian stuff and, you know, eating right. Uh, it's live. What's it called? I you, Find it. That's uh, Mine is the Trader Treehouse. Yours is like Emile's Bunker. <laughs> no, it's not a bunker. <laughs> Emile's, Emile's 9-11 Bunker. Or something. Uh, yeah. And mine's either... Hermit Cave. Half the price or, or double the price. Ooh, I, I haven't figured it out yet. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and... Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. 
Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. So as you guys have probably, let's get right into the show. We got headlines, baby. Well, Liver King was on steroids to the surprise of no one. I mean, this is not related to finance, but he did have- It is kind of related because his whole business was based on being natty. Yeah. Right? Like if you take these- the ancestral tenants. You don't, yeah. If you take these pills, if you do these weird things, you'll be just like me. If you buy my products, blah blah blah. Yeah, it, and it, you uh, stink. Tom, much like a lot of American business ventures, it turned out to be a fraud. It turned out to be smoke and mirrors. <clears throat> when do you ever see smoke and mirrors together? Oh, what uh, lighting up like a cigarette in the bathroom? Every magic show. That's the whole point. Really? I never see. I've been to a magic show. I never see a bunch of smoke and mirrors. That, that's the whole. I don't think you're supposed to see it. I don't know the obscuring or embellishment of the truth of a situation with misleading or irrelevant information. All right. Well, we we're uh, going to the Magic Castle next week. So we are going fun. to the Magic Castle. Also, I'm curious who these people are that thought he was actually natural. I don't think that there were any. I legitimately, I don't think that there were. Okay. Well, because going online, everyone's like scandal, and it's like no. Yeah, we knew. Well, it's because everybody. There was no way this forty-five-year-old man looked like that naturally. Yeah, his poor wife, liver wife. I I wonder if she's he made her legally change her name. Did he really? Liver wife. No way. I, I'm joking. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. He did make his kids change their name to Liver and Liver Boy or whatever. That's bad. That's I wasted all the juice on that first bit. <laughs> big big. Big news. Well, not big news, I guess. The House passed this bill to avert a rail strike, moving um, to impose a labor agreement. It could potentially be big news. We don't know what's going to happen just yet. Uh, but, I mean, you might remember in September we were talking about this. Uh, basically, rail workers were gearing up for a strike because of working conditions. Right. Um, if you haven't seen that episode, there was, and it's a long time ago, but, you know, they've, they're tired of the way they're treated. You know, it wasn't just low pay. A big part of it was working conditions. You know, since the 80s, they've cut their workforce by like, you know, they used to have 500,000 rail workers. Now we're at something like 120,000. And wow. even since like, I think 2015, they've they've cut it uh, by a huge percentage. And not only that, they're working on much longer train cars. It's the, the whole point is it's this thing called PSR, Precision, precision Scheduled railroading right mm -hmm. it's to make it as it's the financialization of railroading it's to make it as efficient as possible Margins um maximized yep maximized have to need the smallest workforce possible and that leads to horrible conditions for the railroad workers right so <clears throat> they were gearing up for a strike it works weirdly with uh the railroad industry because of how important they are to the American economy there it's the railway labor act the government can step in and stop a strike Did not so the um the Biden administration they stepped in and uh negotiated a deal between the railroad unions and the railroad owners and then it went to a vote with rank and file so that was back in September and now the votes are coming in um it's 12 unions okay four of them voted it down so, but those four unions are the largest, represents about 55% of the railroad workers. Okay. Um, again, Biden does not want a railroad strike right now. Naturally. When, you know, I, I'm not sure if people really understand what it means for, you know, how much of our economy runs on it. They're, you're talking about, I think it's going to cost the economy $2, two billion dollars a day or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, they, he's trying to get Congress to act, to step in and force them to take the deal that they negotiated. The problem is a lot of people are going to see the deal and go, why aren't they taking it? You know, because there, there is a pretty decent wage increase. Okay. But the thing that's not in there is the, uh, they, they had no sick leave, right? And so they were like, we need sick leave. We need to be able to take the day off. Just none at all. Yeah. and Zero <clears throat> sick leave. So if yeah. you're sick, you just don't get paid? Yeah, there are pretty severe examples of you know, people, so last June, one middle-aged union engineer postponed a doctor's visit for work, then died of a heart attack on the job weeks later. Awesome. A conductor who spoke with the Times began feeling run down last year, but declined to see a doctor for fear of being disciplined for taking an unexplained 
an unplanned day off. Instead, he waited months for the next doctor's appointment that uh, that aligned with a scheduled day off. He then learned he'd been suffering from an infection that could have been treated with medication weeks earlier, but would now require surgery. So, you know, they're tired of their lives being like this. Not only that, they because of the way precision scheduled railroading works, they end up constantly being on call um, and they never have any control over their schedules. Um, so <clears throat> the House just passed a bill forcing them to, uh, that would force them to take the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't be allowed to strike if they wanted to. But what also passed was a another bill that would add an amendment to the to the contract that would include seven days of sick leave. Seven days. Yeah, but now it well, goes, seven days is uh, feels like a lot. You get sick, maybe seven days out of the year. Yeah, and but now it would go to now it has to go to the Senate and they have to approve it. Mm. And this is all going to be happening within the next week because I think December 9th is when a deal would have to be reached. Is that this Republicans have a chance to really fuck the Democrats with? Oh yeah, I mean, Rubio? so so like they're kind of in a beautiful situation, right? Because who but, is? The Republicans, because they all get to go like, so, you know, Republicans are going, uh, taking to like Twitter and putting out statements, pretending like they're these pro labor people, you know, Marco Rubio, the railways and workers should go back and negotiate a deal that the workers, not just the union bosses will, will accept. But if Congress is forced to do it, I will not vote to impose a deal, impose a deal that doesn't have the support of the rail workers and Newt Newt Gingrich is joining in. And, you know, for him, it's like, if he doesn't. If Marco Rubio doesn't vote for it and it doesn't go through, there's going to be huge implications for the economy and Joe Biden, right? And he also gets to be like, I stood up for, I stood up for labor. You know what I mean? And, and this is all, Joe Biden likes to pretend he's the, what does he call himself? The most pro-labor president. What is is Marco Rubio, what what is their beef? What is, I don't understand what their, what his problem is. What do you mean? What is? Well, so now it has to get approved in the Senate. Right. And so right. But how did he sell out? How did they sell out the rail workers? Because the workers rather than because rather than letting um, rather than letting union workers and the unions use their leverage, which is saying, "Hey, we're not okay with these contracts you have uh, have us under. Yeah. We're going to strike unless you give us what we want." And what they want is sick leave, which is not that crazy. Right. The Biden administration stepped in and is taking that leverage away from them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. And forcing them to a deal. That, inc- that, that that includes seven days. Well, it's unclear if it'll include the seven days. Ay ay ay! Can't they all just sit around, have some <clears throat> protein worms, and just get along? I, I mean, what cannot be solved over a plate of protein gummy worms? Probably this. Yeah. Also, I, there's a I I do want to. There's a video um, I put in there of. Yeah, so this it's like a minute long, and it's just a compilation of how the media has been kind of covering covering this, and it, it's really unfortunate because they seem to be putting this on the rail workers of like, do you really want to do this? Mm. A rail strike is one of the most disruptive and expensive things that can happen to an economy. A rail shutdown or strike would disrupt supply chains. A strike means food prices could skyrocket. Many experts are saying would be an economic catastrophe. That could mean a big shortage and massive price hikes. Even gas prices could increase. They're not blaming the workers. Just wait. Within the first week. That would cripple the economy. I'm not setting aside the concerns of your members. But are you and your members willing to stop the rails, in effect, uh, and, and accept those costs to the U.S. economy? Do you believe a strike is worth it <laughs> if it cripples the U.S. economy and costs up to $2 billion a day? More than $2 billion per day. Is it worth it? And on top of all of that, the holidays are right around the corner. So a little less than a month right before Christmas here. Especially right before the holidays, <laughs> before President Biden warning, if that happened... It would devastate the economy if we had a strike like that. So joining me now to talk about this and a lot more is Bank of America. Brian Moynihan, chairman and CEO, one of the biggest banks in the world. So it's just, it's insane. Like That's funny. And I was not expecting that. No one's asking these fucking CNN anchors if they would continue to come to work if they never got a day off. Yeah. If they weren't allowed to take you know sick leave. If they still had to come in if they were facing risk of a heart attack. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Why don't you ask... You know, Warren Buffett, who owns one of these huge railroads, why he won't just give in Sure. and give them some fucking sick leave Yeah, well, cause and some gotta, control of their schedule. You got to chase ever ever better profit margins and ever higher revenues. And- well, that is the reason, right? Because they can't give up this chase for PSR. And, you know, 
and it's it's odd, right? You see it and you go, well, they're so willing to give this this big pay increase. Why can't they just compromise on some of this? Because if they have, if the workers have some control of their schedule, they can't keep doing that, right? They can't keep chasing that PSR. Yeah. Also, why is it, Jesus Christ, every other industry does just fine with structures in place that make it normal. Why does the rail, do they have so few rail workers that? They do. And that's, so not only is it less, not have, not only have they been reducing the size of the. um, Firing people. Yeah. Yeah. They've also been doing longer trains, right? So some of these some of these uh trains will be three miles long. Cool. And you'll have two people on either end of the train. Damn. And so if something goes wrong Ghost train. <laughs> no, you'll have to get off the train and walk like a mile and a half to go fix something. Dang, man. Yeah, they gotta get you know what they should do? What should they, they do? They should hire the hobos who ride on the trains for free. I don't They're know. already riding the trains. Just pay them. Pay them. Hey, you go. You want to hop on the train? We'll give you a ride across country, you friendly little hobo. But you just got to do one thing, two things. Don't piss and shit on the train. No, they don't want more people. They don't want more workers. Yeah, but you give the hobo a can they of beans. W- that's why the price. That's why the uh, wage increases aren't a big deal to them, right? Because they're like, we're gonna fire more people anyway. Sure. You just got to find a bunch of Jack Kerouac types, a bunch of twenty-year-olds who just went red on the road, and fe- and give them unpaid train internships. <laughs> I'm not going to endorse this, but that's another... <laughs> I, Ben Khan, endorse <laughs> yeah. this idea. I don't really. I'm just messing around. <clears throat> but let's see. What else? But yeah, we're going to see what happens within the next week. Hopefully your Christmas won't get canceled. This little Jew will be laughing all the way to the Chinese restaurant. Gulp? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So in other news, Elon Musk... Uh, yeah, he's out there. He's doing stuff. He's always going to do something. He's always going to do something. He's always going to do something. But he's been going to... He recently this week tweeted against Apple saying that Apple... He's accurate saying that they, they charge like 30% fees on the App Store. And he was saying that both Apple and Google have a dangerous hold on markets because they have this monopolistic control over the App Store and the Google Play Store, which is accurate, I think. But he also accused Apple of threatening to block Twitter from the Apple Store without saying why. And he noted that they stopped advertising on Twitter. Yeah, but did you see this morning? He met up with Tim Cook? Yeah, he. they took a... Well, he... All he posted was a two-second video of a fountain. I know. And he said, so, thank you so much for Tim Cook for showing me around the Apple campus. But then he was like, we're all good. Weird. I wonder if Tim Cook threatened him. It's so weird. I'm like, he didn't say anything that they talked about. He was, and then he kind of took away, you know, took away all the stuff he... Did he delete his tweets? Yes, he did. He deleted the tweets about... Wow. Yeah, what an, it's so... Cool. <laughs> just five seconds of the Apple campus. Uh, he did. He so, I'm Great. sure you can find screenshots everywhere. But Elon, Elon was posting <clears throat> that meme where the guy's turning off the exit real quick, and one was like paying Apple thirty percent, and the other one was like going to war. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what was his tweet? What did he say? The 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 follower. He said, "Good conversation. Among other things, we resolved the misunderstanding about Twitter potentially being removed from the App Store." Tim was clear that Apple never considered doing so. Oh, so this is his way of. All right, I will give him uh will Nancy you, I'll give him a Nancy Pelosi clap for 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 what? Throwing a hissy fit like a child and then just going like, "Oh, my mistake." There was a Turn, misunderstanding. Turns out yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, you know what? I'd like to revoke <laughs> that. I I'm taking it back because Turns out I was wrong. The misunderstanding about Twitter is is a is a chicken shit way of saying, "Yeah, I was totally wrong about that." Also, I mean, he was wrong about the uh you know the advertising i guess but he he isn't really wrong about the 30 percent thing i mean no they totally have a stranglehold on that uh, you know i don't know if you mm, so you me. we talked about how spotify added audiobooks to their platform yes i don't know if you've ever clicked on one and tried to buy one what does it do you can't buy one on the app really because they don't it's the same thing audible does amazon does with audible they don't let you buy them through the app, which is very fucking annoying. Okay. Because if they did, Apple would take 30% of those sales. Wow. And they're like, there's no reason for us to give Apple 30% of every book we sell. So how do you buy a book from Spotify? With Audible, I think you have to go onto the Amazon website and okay. you buy the Audible thing and then it shows up in your 
Audible app. Audible app. Oh. And then... Uh, Same thing must be the case with Spotify. You do it on I, Spotify.com. I think they send you an email. So look, audiobooks. God, I hate emails. They're recommending Where the Crawdads Sing. Let's do it. And see how it's got a little lock on it? Yeah. It says, gotta... want to listen? You can't buy audiobooks in the app. We know it's not ideal. And then, yeah, you get a little... Huh. Well, so apparently Elon Musk is kind of living in denial it ain't just a river and down in egypt did you just bonk your phone on your thing what did you what did happen i bonked oh my god thing because it turns out that having a very lax moderation policy just isn't good for not only not good for advertisers but it's not good for governments the eu warned elon that uh twitter would face a ban over content moderation yeah they have a new uh digital services act in the eu it's new I think within the past couple of months. Wow. And they're basically giving Elon a chance. They're like, you're going to have to comply with this thing. I, man, I can imagine him saying, I'll do it myself. I've got such a big brain. I we've think actually, a million thoughts a minute. I can handle got it. Some hardcore coders. Yeah. They're searching for words that they will ban and that should be enough. Yeah. But this is what they're looking for. Like it's Twitter will have to implement transpo- transparent user policies, significantly reinforce content moderation and protect freedom of speech, tackle disinformation with resolve and limit targeted advertising. All of this requires sufficient AI and human resources, both in volumes and skills. I look forward to progress in all these areas and we will come to assess Twitter's readiness on site. Just, just, just need to breathe. I'm just tired of hearing free speech. I'm just tired of hearing that word. Dude, that, that phrase. Man. Okay. These guys, they <laughs> I just respond, won't I shut responded up. to it. it. He posted the, I don't know if we could find it, that that tweet about free speech and how it's like, if we can't protect it on Twitter, we're going to slide into totalitarianism and everything. Totally. And it's like, just fucking relax. Mm-hmm. It's, tw- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. You know, he's just, we've been telling you people and then other people are learning the hard way. So, for example, his boring company, which is such a fun, clever pun, is ghosting cities across America. Who'd have thought? Well, that's a th- okay. So, well, there's also let's click that. I'm what sure people that? have. I'm sure people have seen the little clip from TikTok. It was. I don't know if it went viral on TikTok, but it went viral on Twitter. The guy who was like roasting us. Oh yeah. Oh um, man. Which is fun. Like what? The guy I who... guess people are roasting him now, which is funny. Oh, it's so great. Um, I don't even think we said anything about it, but these dudes who are just obsessed with him and like can't understand why there's any pushback yeah. on this guy's ventures. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just, they can't, they only see genius only. And this man is, you know, he's changing the world. He's going to take us to Mars. You guys are just haters for no reason. Yeah. But then stuff like this comes out where it's like this guy does things that have a real substantial impact on your life and makes your life worse. Let's click this boring link. I don't think you'll be able to see it because it's in... Uh, oh, it's behind a paywall? In the Wall Street Journal. Oh, God. This Wall Street Journal, I man. I give all my logins to... God damn. ...them for some... But I just... Basically what happens is that, you know, cities are like, we would love to do a public transportation project. And they take bids on who's going to do that for them, right? They're like, who can build... Our tram from Chicago O'Hare to downtown Chicago. Elon Musk. And then Musk. they get a bunch of bids and they're like, this looks good. This looks good. And then Elon Musk comes in and he goes, I'll do it for $10 billion cheaper. And they're like, holy shit. Elon Musk, smartest, richest man in the world, says he can do it for cheaper and more efficiently. Gee, wow. Sounds like a great deal. And they go, okay, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And so they say no to all the other proposals. And then Elon Musk is nowhere to be found. Does he get the money? <laughs> no. Well, so what the fuck? He just like comes up and says shit and he then just cancels, nothing he just comes canceled to fruition? other projects. Well, you know, he did the Las Vegas one and a half mile loop. Awesome. So cool. One, one thing just to back up a sec about the that guy who did the TikTok about us. One of his points of evidence that Elon Musk is a super genius is he says... He has kind of a, first of all, this guy's got a cute little thing where he says his L's as W's. Who? There are scientists from Yale. There are people from Yale. No, he does He did. He says Yale as Yale. Yale. <laughs> no, he did Yes, he did. Harvard, Yale. Da, 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 da. And he says, they say with their words on camera that he's the smartest man in the world, that the smartest man that they've ever seen. 
whoa, whoa, there it is. The fact that they said it on camera, right? Holy shit, nobody lies on camera. Nobody's ever been bamboozled by, by a genius before. <clears throat> SBF, <clears throat> Elizabeth Holmes, <clears throat> Elon Musk, as we've continued to see. But yeah, it, it is amusing that that they can't consider the fact. I mean, to be fair, there there are some people who make a good point that even if he is a huckster, like we say, that does take a certain amount of brains and I'll sure, give him that. Sure. It does. It takes, a, but at least call it what it is. You know, he's yeah. a great con man. Sure, man. Yeah. Fucking carnival barker. Oh, we got it. Yeah. And there were moments where Tesla was minutes, not minutes, but eh, days away from having to declare bankruptcy. And through clever uses of tweets, vaporware, government spending, all, and, and really shady accounting practices. He not only avoided that, but then, used that because the the market was so convinced that tesla was about to fail there were so many people who were short the stock and then that just made a short squeeze into high heaven and there was just there's all sorts of shit i have the feeling that in years from now it'll come out that there were certain people who were helping to financially engineer those um short squeezes and gamma squeezes when they were just buying hundreds of millions of dollars worth of call options at just the right time. Just, it, it was really something to behold. Really, really crazy shit. It's, I can't, I keep trying to remember now what the guy sounds like. And now I just picture him talking like a baby. <laughs> Elon Musk. Elon Musk <laughs> is a genius. <laughs> he, he, anyway, speaking of ripping. Yeah, I don't want to give him uh, more than. Yeah, let's give him we, more than we, 15 fucking minutes uh <laughs> 15. we got we got as as the title of this episode well uh, hopefully the title says <laughs> reflects this but jerome powell our boy jerome powell jerome powell jerome powell made some comments at the brookings institute nobody knows what that is i'm not going to bother to it's look a think it up tank. it's a think tank yeah it's like so a they put him tank. in a big thing of water and say no don't come out of there until you give us some good ideas no they like Still try right. to come up with ideas for like what the democratic party should do to be more like it's a democrat thing i'm pretty sure it's a liberal think tank. isn't jay powell a republican i, guess I don't think matter. they like never talk to each other yeah <laughs> interesting well so the market absolutely ripped everybody's assholes and rallied this the s&p rallied just over 3.15 percent i think the s&p was up from bottom to top over 100 points the spy was up like 10 points in kind but he said a bunch of shit he said a bunch of shit basically leading up to this other fed governors i believe three of them i i can't remember their names it was brainerd and someone and someone had been making comments that were incredibly hawkish which is like negative hawkish is the same thing as bearish when it's coming from policymakers. they were just kind of reiterating the same shit that they've been reiterating that hey Everybody calm down. We might not pivot after all, and we might have to continue being incredibly, um, uh, what do they call it? Not restrictive, but we might have to continue tightening into 2024. We might have to be tightening higher than we anticipated. Just really giving a bunch of negative shit, right? So what did that do? That kind of set the floor for anything that Jerome Powell said that is less hawkish than that was going to be good news. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my guess. That's that's my interpretation of what happened. And so what did he say? He said one of the biggest things is Powell said that he thinks that there is a path. He now thinks that there is a path to a soft slash softish landing with a without a severe recession. And he says that the path to that is pretty clear, that labor market softens, goods and housing inflation decline, and that this scenario is plausible, but he would not give odds on the likelihood. I have to say... He says this like every other week. That's what's frustrating is it's like the I'm, Fed just wakes up and they're in bed with a reporter and they're just like, hmm. It's the same fucking thing. Every time. That quote could have been pulled from August. Yeah. But, I mean, he did say some other things. He said, this is a big one. He said that the Fed is in a position where it can get inflation under control with unemployment still low. That's huge. To, to hear him say that, kind of more or less definitively, is is a big deal. He said, quote, no one expected rates to rise this much or inflation to have spread so broadly. 
I think that there were a lot of people there, Jay Powell, who actually expected rates to rise and inflation to spread. There were a lot of people. I wasn't one of them, but on my Twitter feed, there were plenty of people who were um, disagreeing with, with, well, it wasn't all the Fed's fault, but he said that uh, he doesn't want to over-tighten. So that's another thing that flies in the face of what the other <clears throat> governor said. Didn't want to over-tighten, which is why they're slowing down and cutting rates also, though, isn't something that they wanted to do too soon. He said that the Fed has been, quote, pretty aggressive, but doesn't feel that it's appropriate to crash the economy and clean up afterwards. Huge quote right there. Yeah. And so what did the market do? But again, do? that feels so weird that that's a huge quote. Like... It doesn't feel appropriate to crash the economy. Well, because, yeah, everybody was saying that, <laughs> that is it they have no choice. They've got to jack rates up to at or higher than the level of inflation. And that but in doing so, it is a necessary evil that they would have to tank the economy and cause a severe recession and cause unemployment rates to spike. But now he's saying, hey, maybe we might not have to do that. Maybe it might not get to that point. Unemployment is still at record lows and we might be able to have a soft landing after all. And that's just enough. It's really smart of him, actually, I think, because that kind of comment is just enough of a breadcrumb for the market to kind of recover. And if the market recovers, stocks obviously do well enough. Everybody's, uh, as long as a stock is performing well, you're not necessarily having as much pressure to fire people and to do all the shit that would need to be done to salvage the price of a stock, right? Yeah. So, and if that happens, I don't know. It's all the janky economic. I think Fed governors are having fun. They're like, we have so much control right now. Oh, yeah. And, okay, so <clears throat> what's odd is that they seem to just, like, put out stories mm-hmm. and then tame the story. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it was already widely accepted um, probably in October that by December they would be slowing down, right? Mm-hmm. There's the big article. They're doing a pivot. Mm-hmm. They're going to do 50 basis points in um Instead of 75. In, in December. Yeah. And it was widely accepted. And then you have some Fed governors being like, no, it's really bad. We're going to go even higher. Don't yeah. listen to the pivot. And then Jerome Powell comes out and is just like, actually, it's exactly what we said it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. It's, yeah, you have to wonder if they're getting together <laughs> and sitting around sipping hot chocolate at a sleepover at Jay Powell's mansion, just going, okay, what can we do to like really fuck with everybody? Who do you like? And you can't say no one. Yeah. I love Jake Tapper. I love, who's the other, not Jake Tapper. Fuck. Damn it. I wish Chris I, Hayes. oh yeah. Oh no. I love, uh, no. Cause we got to talk finance people, finance media people. Mm. I love Josh Brown. Oh my God. He's so big. I just want him to like club me over the head and drag me back into his cave. That's <laughs> oh Jerome. my God, you're so bad. Is that Jerome Powell? No, that's uh, Brainerd. Who does Jerome Powell have a crush on? Jerome Powell has a crush on, oh, Maria Bartolomo. <laughs> Bartolomo. Because she's a Trumpy. <clears throat> yeah. I love her lips. I wish you would give me some sugar. For my little tiny butthole mouth. His little butthole. He did say something interesting. He said that he thinks the job shortage will spur a labor will spur labor replacement technology. So like robots and shit. Oh, that's good. I mean, aren't we already seeing that? I haven't been to a McDonald's in ages, <clears> but <throat> now don't you just order on a touchscreen? Did you see uh, San Francisco just passed and they said that uh, robots could now use lethal <laughs> lethal force on <laughs> <laughs> like police robots. They said... San Francisco, San Francisco approves use of remote controlled robots to kill suspects. Robots can be armed with explosives to, quote, contact, incapacitate, or disorient violent, armed, or dangerous suspects in extreme circumstances. Okay, extreme circumstances. I will say, there's like a famous example where, I think it was Houston, there was a sniper, and they basically sent one in with explosives and detonated it near the guy because they couldn't get in. That's cool. So there's like, obviously, a extreme circumstance where... Yeah, 2016. But it's definitely a terrifying headline. Yeah, (laughs) it is. You know, it's always a, okay, well now it's less extreme circumstances you can use. It. Yeah, and look at this robot. It's Dude, got, for the audio listener, it's just a miniature tank with a gun on it. It's and so scary. like several other gun looking things. I don't know if they're cameras or what, but anyway, fuck them. So, Either way, I'm excited to get mowed down by a robot. Yeah, me too. I've been training for this. No, no tarot card reader because I've ever predicted this. The, the the clown card or whatever. Who would have thought? Oh, this is bad. This is bad. It's the clown card. 
It may, is there even a clown tarot card? Weren't tarot cards invented in the seventies? You ask me these questions, like Emil knows. Come on, dude. Everybody <laughs> knows that a guy who has hair past his ears knows, knows a little bit cards. about tarot cards. I actually don't know anything. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Anywho, let's I've go back to the reading. Yeah. Um, have you? Have I what? Gotten a tarot card reading? Uh, yes. Anything about robot killing you? No, nothing. Nothing. There is this guy on TikTok who has these two two metal rods. <laughs> and when they turn in to each other, that means yes. And when they go outward, that means no. And he just sits there and he goes, will there be a major event in the next 10 years? And the rods just kind of go. <laughs> and he goes, yes, thank you. It's incredibly silly. The earliest references to tarot all date to the 1440s and 1450s. Wow, so, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. That's rare that I'm wrong. Huh. There must be something wrong in the matrix. So what? Uh, well, there was one more thing. So basically, yeah, the market rallied and I, I made out like a bandit, which was nice. Uh, I did not make as much as I wish How I How much are we talking? Five figures. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But I was down significantly leading up to that. So it was a nice little respite. And so did it even out? No, it, it went up. Oh. So, but so many, I, I'm curious to watch a lot of stocks that have been beaten up that you, were former darlings like Twilio, Fastly, uh, not Carvana, because Carvana, I feel like, is pretty fucked. But. <laughs> Basically, what are we going to do with all the car vending machines? <laughs> what are we going to do with them? Giant candy bars, dude. Giant gummy ones. Got something to do with all the, the gummy protein gummies in there. But there is there is something it's like a not an urban myth kind of thing. It's like a myth on on Wall Street. It's called the January effect. And it is when stocks that have been beaten up during the year tend to just tank continuously into the end of the year as traders and investors and whatnot sell those stocks to book the loss so that it can offset whatever gains that they've got on the year. It's called tax loss harvesting, mm -hmm. where you go, all right, you know, I've, I made a hundred grand this year, but I'm down 20 grand on this one. I might as well sell it so that I'm only taxed on 80,000 instead of a hundred thousand. And I'll just rebuy it in January. And a lot of sometimes you can see stocks that have been beaten up in January just have a fucking a, a change of pace. So that's personally what I'm going to be looking out for. And also, I saw an interesting stat that from Thanksgiving to the last day of the year, the S and P is up 71 percent of the time. So perhaps we are setting up for an end of year rally. Oh, and one more thing, I saw that some. Did you see this? It kind of was. You got to tell me what all over Twitter. You want me to feed you? Well, you. Did you see that? <laughs> Barking in your mouth. Uh, there was a trader that is making a $35 million bet. They It came across the wires that some some enterprising trader is betting like $35 bucks that the S&P is going to rally to at least forty one seventy five by the end of the year. So who knows? That person's either going to have a Merry Christmas or a uh, not very Merry Christmas. Wait, by the end of the year? <laughs> by the end of the year. Yeah, that's only like, I think as of yesterday, it's only like 100 points. Maybe I'll get but, in on that action. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's... Oh, wait, also, we're... Eh, whatever. What? I was no, what? Like, with talking about the Fed and Powell and everything, and mm -hmm. um, we have some stuff in there about, you know, consumer sentiment reached an all-time low for the last four months. But if you look at... <laughs> it's crazy. People are still spending... Like there's no tomorrow. Uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, both all-time highs. Mm. All-time high, like number of shoppers. You can still spend money, but feel bad about it. <laughs> True, I always feel. I bad guess about that, it. yeah, me too, buddy, boy. I know I'm getting LASIK. I'm like, but that's not something to feel bad about. No, it's not. But it's thousands of dollars. It's like forty six hundred bucks. That I'm getting felt, financed. You know what felt really good? What? I saw this sweater online that I wanted, mm -hmm. and it's kind of expensive. Kind of expensive. Mm -hmm. And I bought it and I, I just like felt bad about it the whole time. And then, but I was kind of excited about it. I was like, I liked it. Mm -hmm. And then I got it, opened the box, put it on. I was like, this fits like shit. Mm. Stuffed it right back in the box, sent it back. Hell yeah. You felt know really what's good? You know what's a good tactic? If you're ever feeling like you're going a little crazy with online shopping, just fill up the shopping cart 
and then leave it. Jack off. Oh, yeah, yeah, leave it. Yeah. You can jerk off if you want, but leave it and then come back to it a few days later and you won't care anymore. Not me. I don't know. I tend to just think about it. Well, let's get into Crypto Corner. Beep, boop, beep. La, la, la. Sam Bankman-Fried is just, he is on one. I don't even know I don't understand what's going on. I don't know. He must have lawyers, and I don't understand why his lawyers aren't going, stop fucking talking. It's probably smart because the more he gets into a thing, the more the lawyers are going to be needed. So they're just going to... Oh, they're like, let him... Yeah. No. Keep going, Sam. No, you're doing great, Sam. Sammy, you're doing a great job. He needs them either way. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he's just making their job very difficult at this point. So, should we play the? Every, everyone's been talking about how, for some reason, he was booked on the New York Times panel that happened yesterday. Yeah, two days ago for you guys. He talked about. I think they talked for like an hour and a half. He talked to Andrew Sorkin from the New York Times. Yeah, and then he also. Wait, don't you mean Andrew Ross Sorkin? Aaron that? Sorkin is the filmmaker. I said Andrew Sorkin. Oh. Oh, I must have heard Aaron. Sorry. It's because they're so close. It's <laughs> right. like they're the same person. I should have said Ross, I guess. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure I said Andrew. Go on. But in my head, I did go, is it Aaron or Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I feel like I said Andrew, because I stopped to say, don't say Aaron. And because you didn't say Ross, I was like, did he say Aaron? <laughs> Man, dude, these edibles do be hitting. Um. <clears throat> Well, now I forget what I was saying. You, he did the interview. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did the, and he also did an interview with, is it Good Morning America at fucking yeah. George Stephanopoulos? This one I honestly found funnier because you guys got to see. So we're going <laughs> to. There's a couple moments where SBF fully has to reboot his system after he gets asked the question, and I've never seen anything. I have thoughts. <laughs> let's, let's play this. this so there's clip. a couple clips here. ABC News reached out to Carolyn Ellison for comment, <laughs> but has not heard back. One yeah. of the reasons FTX went bankrupt is because FTX deposits yep. were used to pay Alameda's creditors. Carolyn Ellison said you knew about that. Is that true? You know, best I can tell, uh, Alameda did have a big position open on, on FTX. Um, that position, uh, I think, was you know very over collateralized uh, a year ago. There is a, a total market collapse, and sp- you know specifically a large correlated collapse in its assets. You know over the last month, mm-hmm. and to some extent over the last year, that I uh, you know threatened that position quite a bit, and I think that's you know as best I understand a lot of what happened there. Okay, pause I, I it. No cryptocurrency expert. So he basically was just saying that Alameda had some over collateralized, aka they borrowed too much money. They were on margin, on credit. They had these positions that were too big. And then when the market collapsed, those positions went belly up. But that was not his question. Right. That was not the question. But I'm no finance expert, yep. but I don't think you answered my question. I was asking, yep. did you know <laughs> that FTX deposits were used to pay off Alameda creditors? Uh, okay. Wait. I don't know of FTX deposits being used to pay off Alameda creditors. Pause it, please. Are you... I believe him, actually. I think that he had... This kid was in over his head in such a way that it's astounding he was given the amount of trust that he was given. He was overseeing so many billions of dollars across so many different accounts, and when his little girlfriend called him up and said, I need money, he just, without thinking, sent it to her, not knowing that it was explicitly being used to pay back their creditors. He probably thought, oh, she needs some... She needs some funds for a margin call that she's, uh, you know, maybe going to get. But why is he being so careful? Why does he do a full... Also, Dude, it is my very is... funny how they turned up this mic sensitivity <laughs> yeah. so you could hear his dumb little mouth My man sounds. is talking to himself. Going, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, his voice... If you didn't do what he... Say, no, I didn't know. Yeah. And then explain that. Well, he's, Look, he is. He's we were... saying, I didn't know that they were being used for paying back the creditors. Continue. But he's hiding something. Which, which creditors are you referring to? Carolyn Ellison said that you all knew that these funds were used, were put into Alameda. They were the funds Carolyn's such owned a rat. by your Oh, depositors. everybody knew. Yeah, you fucker. So, 
I can't speak for who knew what. You know, a lot of the customers on FTX did have you know borrowers either you know in dollars or Bitcoin or, or euros. But as you know, the FTX terms of service yep. tell the people who signed up. None of the digital assets in your account are the property of, or shall be, or may be loaned to FTX trading. But you're saying that happened. My understanding is a few things happened. The first is there is a margin trading facility right. on FTX by which users can lend out funds, by which other users borrow funds. Right. And so there are explicit cases where there is you know, margin extended, where there is borrow lending. If yep. Alameda is borrowing the money that belongs yep. to FTX depositors, that's a bright red line, isn't it? There are a lot of cases where that's actually explicitly part of the George programs. George comes with receipts. And right. that are but happening not, not here. Here it late. says that the digital assets may not be loaned to FTX trading. They, they didn't. They got loaned out. to Alameda. Can't be loaned. I. There existed a borrow lending facility on FTX. And, and I think that's probably covered, I, I don't remember exactly where, but somewhere else in the terms of service. But they'd have to approve of that. They're saying they didn't approve of it here. They're so saying you approved of it. If you rewind to, you know, the beginning of FTX, um, where... This may need some you know, water. Some customers Dude, were... Also, you know, why are his lawyers uh, not running and I going, think, we're done here, we're actually all good. I think, basically, the, the terms of service say that it, the, the funds cannot be used for FTX trading. So his clever little loophole was, well, yeah, I'm going to loan it out to my girlfriend at Alameda. Which but then the, George is saying that it also says without their approval. Ah, uh, so, okay. And I guess SBF was the only one who was approving it. By the way, Sam Bankman-Fried, his look and his voice... This guy's either got a massive hog or a, or a little winky that looks just like him. Why? Just because that's the way it works with guys who look and sound like that. Okay. He's either got a, a forearm penis. So I'm guessing you've seen a lot of guys who look like this as penises. That's not what I it's, meant. That's just the implication I'm getting. That is true. I see what I've done with myself here. <laughs> Penis. I've seen a lot of penis. Um, I don't think that I've seen that many penises, but I just am going off of just a gut instinct by lo looking at him. I know, but you didn't answer my question. It was, how do you know that that's what those penises look like? Penises look like. Um, um, again, I I don't really know. It's just a guess. So, the, uh, the terms of service at the gym say that other people could be looking at your naked body. So. But with their approval, you can look at their penises in the locker room. Right, right. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> what other parts from this? There's, we got to get the fucking Mark Cuban one. I knew that legal was involved. I knew that other groups at the company were involved, that you know there were agreements drafted up. But you're ultimately responsible. I and mean, ultimately, absolutely. Like I, Look, I should have been on top of this, and I feel really, really bad and regretful that I wasn't. Yeah, he and fucked a up. lot of people got hurt. And... That, that's on me. Here's what Mark Cuban has to say about that. <laughs> yep. He said, if I were him, I'd be afraid of going to jail for a long time. Oh. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, it's not my call what happens, and uh, the world will judge me as it will. Are you worried about going to jail? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. There's a lot of things that are worrying me right now. Um, and... You know, as best as possible, I'm trying to focus on what I can do going forward to be helpful and, you know, let whatever, you know, regulatory and legal processes are happening play uh, out yeah, yeah, as well. I, I do want to move on, but just, just finally on yep. this. This is really a yes or no question. Yep. <laughs> Carolyn Ellison says you knew that FTX funds were being funneled to Alameda. Did you know that? I knew that there is an open margin position there and that that involved I know, but that's not what I'm borrow. asking. <laughs> if she's in court and you're in court and she's under oath and you're under yep. oath and you're asked, did you know that these funds were being funneled to Alameda, what is your answer? What is my answer? What is my answer? I did not know that there is any improper uh, use of customer funds. You He's like, what am I going to say in court? Oh, am I going to lie? Ugh. Am I gonna lie or tell the truth in court? I, 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 even if he's, even if he is fully guilty and all that stuff, I just feel bad. I feel bad for anybody going through. Oh, it's like you know, it's when you, awful. I put myself in his shoes and it's just God. 
you know when someone does something and you're like, I'm going to confront them. That was fucked up. Yeah. And then you do and they start crying and you're like, this, this sucks. This not. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me when they catch me looking at their penis and they're like, why are you looking at my penis in the gym? And I start crying. And I, I didn't the terms of service of the gym. Right. Okay, I don't know. Sorry, that was a bad bit. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It's kind of like we. <laughs> I was trying to call back. To sure, it. sure. The, the thing that just happened. Um, I got to say, I appreciate uh the interviewer asking questions like that, I would love to see them, you know, cause th- I think they feel like they can go after the crypto stuff cause it's all such a joke and, yeah. um, you know, it doesn't matter. I'd love to see mainstream journalists actually ask bankers, politicians, cry baby owners, cry questions like that. Yeah. You know, don't let them off the hook. Yeah. I mean, that was insane. He asked the same question three times. He's like, I want the fucking answer. Yeah. And he came with receipts. Speaking of crying, Crybaby Bill Ackman thinks he's telling the truth. I know. I saw. He said, call me crazy, but I think SBF is telling the truth. And then- You know who else is getting in on the mix? Oh, our big, our huge friend of the show, Kevin O'Leary, said, (laughs) (laughs) he said, I thought that this was sarcastic. I could not, I truly was perplexed. Kevin O'Leary, the guy from Shark Tank, the dick guy, the the dickhead guy, uh, he said, I lost millions as an investor in FTX and got sandblasted as a paid spokesperson for the firm. But after listening to that interview, I'm in the Bill Ackman camp about the kid. He thinks that he's telling the truth, too. And I kind of feel like it, too. I'm, I, I think that he was more clueless than he was. I think he was clueless and negligent. And whether that was criminally negligent will be up for a court to decide. That'll be for the courts. You think he had no idea what was going on? I think that he had an idea, but I don't think that he truly had a grasp on the extent of the damage that had been done and the, and just, I mean, it was, it was, it was kind of a Ponzi scheme where they created their token and it was, they had so much shit tied up in their own shit. And when one thing collapses, that's all it takes to just make the whole thing collapse. Their whole thing was such a mess. I mean, they asked them about the, because <clears throat> Did you see the story came about about he bought his parents some huge Bahamas house? No. They asked him about it in the New York Times thing, and he was like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't think it was always going to be my parents. It was just that they he like had no fucking idea what." Yeah, Sam Bankman Fried said parents sixteen point four billion million Bahamas house sixteen point four million dollars Bahamas house was meant for FTX staff. Man. I mean, oh man, they <laughs> Yeah, look at that face. He's got a huge hog. He he had no idea where anything was coming or going. He um Aaron Ross. No, Andrew Ross Sorkin. Mm-hmm. Change your fucking name, man. Yeah, dude. All right? Come on. Aaron Sorkin's got a hold God, on A dude. Sorkin. Yeah. Confusing me. But he asked him about um because it, it had it had come out. He was not only donating to uh Democratic causes, he was donating to a bunch of Republicans as Why? well. Why? I don't get it. Why would he do that? Why does every bank do that? Why does every... (laughs) I guess. Because whoever gets in, you want to influence policy to fit your uh, business. Yeah. And he says, where did the money come from? And he just went, "Uh, profits. (laughs) (laughs) When did the crowd laugh at him? There's one one final clip. Let's play here. I think a lot of times. Crowd laughs at Sam Bankman. Um, Profits? Wait, wait. He was... What's the context here? Sort of think about myself and my own future, but I don't think this is it. Like, right now, I mean, look, I, I've had a bad month. Um, this has not been easy. But <laughs> oh. that's not what matters here. Like, can what he hear them? What matters here is <laughs> I don't the think millions so. of customers. What matters here is all the stakeholders in FTX uh, who, who got hurt. And and trying to do everything I can to help them out. I hope he doesn't like jump off a bridge or something. Right. That I, I mean, mean, I don't want to see the guy Louise. kill himself, but cuz like I I've had I've had the I've been in holes financially before and it is I've such... been in holes before. Yeah. What's his what was his name? Um it was some guy at the gym I was trying to convince that, you know, you actually are allowed to look at if you hog. look at the... <laughs> Man, but it is, 
I've been the biggest hole I was in was like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars that I had to get out of first before I could then go back to being profitable in trading, and it was soul crushing. And I woke up every day. I stopped waking up early for the market because I was I didn't want to look at the screen anymore. And that's that's when you know you're in real big trouble. And when my risk manager would call, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to fucking talk to this guy because he's a dick. And I'm partly in this mess because of him being a shithead. Neither here nor there. But I cannot imagine having that big a number looming overhead on a daily basis. Not only that, but... You're describing the, student loans for most Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Me being one of them, it's uh, it's not fun. Well, and then to have billionaires and politicians and interviewers and random people on Twitter and everybody constantly giving you shit and asking you questions and you've, you're just a fidgety little big dicked nerd just like god it's i wish so i could fucking just, big i wish i could just go back to a month ago when i could just crank off and go <laughs> gamble with i don't think he was people. cranking off at all not in that polycule he never no. had to do anything himself yeah you're right yeah you're right intern Dude. some intern come <laughs> K- uh fucking caroline ellis she's fucking Loose links, Ugh. loose lips sink ships, man. What's going yeah, on over there? She, <laughs> someone's got to talk to her. Yeah, she's she's singing like a canary. Yeah, she's she seems like a special one. Like I a uh, really unique. I wonder if the polycule is pissed. It, she she talked to one They'll fuck about it. They'll one Bahamian it. investigator, and she was like, "Here's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> SBF knew everything I did. Okay." <laughs> That's so fucked up. That's why I think the fact that she said that tells me a lot. I think that she's trying to pass off the responsibility onto his shoulders because ultimately it was his responsibility. But for her to say, oh, everyone knew. No, I don't think because there was that clip from months ago Mm -hmm. where she's saying, like, remember that nervous clip? They're like, have you ever, you know, gambled with or done any deal? Like, and she was like, well, some people want to. It sounds like. It was out of her control. She was like, some people wanted to do things that were a little, <clears throat> and she kind of like laughs it off. Mm. I don't think she, I mean, whatever. Mm. We'll find out. <clears throat> wow. Do we have Tom? Do we have time? Tom, to talk about- do we have Tom? Is Tom here? Luke, is Tom here? Do we have time to talk about the oh. Miami nightclubs? <laughs> Sorry. I just couldn't help it. We should push the bonus. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll talk yeah. about the Miami nightclubs and the absence of high rolling uh, crypto entrepreneurs. We also got a bunch of shit, other st- shit to talk about in the after hours. Okay, Ben just nixed it, so we're not. No, no, we'll it. talk about it. We'll talk about that too. Oh, the same. We oh, got oh, other oh, shit oh, yeah. Too. We also yeah. got. Oh man, we got fucking. Oh, cocaine bear. Our shit got cut off last time, so we're going extra long this time. We're gonna do an hour and a half. We will give you those. We're going long, SBF dick style. <laughs> or some guy bends corners in his gym locker room. <laughs> hey, I could see your face. I know what it's like. Take your towel off. I want. I want to confirm. I do think that that is my useless superpower. That I can tell what a man's penis looks like by their face and their hands. Can you tell what mine looks like? Sure, but you've seen it. True. All right. Regardless, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. We're going to do our hot takes that come up, uh, that got cut off. Uh, we're going an hour and a half. Um, That's it. See you there. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> this week on After Hours. Holy shit. Why don't we just say exactly what we said that got cut off? I'm going to. I've always been Muay Thai. <laughs> yes, he's being. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. This is the worst voice memo I have ever sent. Sign up on tmgstudios.tv to watch the full bonus episode.